Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast lovers, how the fuck are you, friends? Welcome to the show. This is a new series. It's not Lions Lounge Lockdown. This is called The Den Debates. We used to do these... Um, a while back, we did a few at the ground actually, we filmed them in an executive box at the ground before a game, it's me and a few of the boys from Lions TV just discussing the ins and outs of, of, of Mill this week and, and bits and bobs like that, so we decided to bring it back much to, I was going to say popular demand, it wasn't, it was the boys getting into me saying can we do a bit more on the channel, so more than happy to accommodate, love them all, love talking football with them, in the first episode it is myself, Joe O'Mara, Lee Chitty, and Danny Curtis, a really good chat. It's about, it's quite long, nearly two hours, I believe, just talking all things Mill from throughout the week. I hope you enjoy it. There's plenty more of these to come. Come on, you lions. Right, so so this is how we'll do this, boys. So bear with us to the um, to the viewers. We've not done this before. Obviously, we're going to talk about Mill. As I said, I, um, I what's it called? <laughs> so I just like this one, guys. I, Focus. I um, they hear enough of my um opinions and stuff. So we'll talk tonight about you boys and what you think. Um, Dan, start with you because we had a chat off air earlier, and you said something that really resonated with me. You said about Millwall at the minute just sort of sums up the world in general, didn't it? The way we're feeling about stuff. Yes, it it does, mate. It's like um, we're depressing to watch. I find at the moment it's not like watching Millwall. It's just the whole feeling of all this like. This lockdown and that, and and not being able to do anything, it, it's just like watching it for me. It's just all rolling into one. Like watching Millwall now is not like what I expect to see when I watch a Millwall side. No, no, I agree, mate. I agree. It's not. Um, so Rowick does set up to not lose games. Let's start out with Gary Rowick and, and what's going wrong under him, in my opinion. Um, I'm I'm sure everyone's of the same opinion, but the things aren't going right. Whether people want him in or out is is another question, but um. He sets up to to be defensive and not lose, but he doesn't do that with he doesn't do that with um, aggressive players. He tries to do that with ball players, doesn't he, Lee? And it doesn't really work. Yeah, I think we've always screamed. I think about playing better football, and we've got to find that balance. But if you're going to play pretty football, you you've got to be really good at it. Good at it, like you know, you've got to tear teams apart. And if you're going to be having ball players with the mentality of not 
wanting to, to score goals and, and go for the jugular, then you're always going to be sitting on the back foot. If you're not creating chances and putting them under pressure, then what's the point of having ball players? You know, you mm. can you can play pretty, but Holloway played, I think we had like average of saying like 58, 58, 59% possession with him in. And we was having like two or three shots per game. So you, you do need Millwall type players um, if you're going to be setting that up. I mean, it's all good for mm. having ball players when you're playing like Brentford, open, expansive, good football, quick football, moving forward and, and, and looking danger every time. But it is just a case of, it's very, I use uninspiring for the draw. It's very uninspiring when you're watching it in front of your own eyes. And it just frustrates you because you just want to see something happen and nothing's happening at the moment. You was right. Well, you spot what you just said there because I'm one of the worst for it. Mm-hmm. And we was all saying, we're fucking bored of Harris Hoofball. We bored of this. Now we're playing football. We're saying, well, we ain't going to win games with ball players. So, Mm. You can't get it right. Joe, you was a massive G Rowett fan. The revolution just took you by storm. Are you, are you still sitting in that ship? Uh, I'd say ch- <laughs> ch- just about. Um, just about. Um, it's just, I don't know what's happened because when he first came in, we were exciting to watch. Obviously, you see how we finished well before before the lockdown come, um, how strong we were, uh, sort of second half of last season. Um, and it's just gone completely the other way at the minute. And um, it, it's just been terrible to watch. It's, it's been absolutely dire at times. I think the Middlesbrough game sticks out most to me. There's, there's just been like no fight, no passion, no aggression. But we, we did we did have that last season. And we haven't had a huge amount of a change around in a playing staff, have we? Other than a, a couple of loans come in. But... Um, I can't put my finger on it. What I think the problem is, but I'll, I'll leave that for a bit later on. Yeah, well, you're, you're right. What you say because you just said it there. You know, the, the, the changing clientele players hasn't been a lot. It's not been many. So for those Samuel Rowe hasn't got the players. He had them so playing. Did he have these players playing? Yeah. Who was that? We've had more since. Yeah, that's it. And they were the players that were doing the business for him, weren't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the worrying thing for me is when I watch us? Can anyone put their finger on what style of play we actually try and play under Rowett? Actually, how we, you know, what you don't, I, I couldn't tell you what we try, how we try and play. It's how long he's been in charge? It's, it's a long time he's been in charge now, and I could not tell you how we try and play under him or what kind of way we try to play. Yeah, I think I think you could see it last year where we were sitting tight and then breaking uh, with a bit of a quick ball, quick pace, getting the ball forward. And that worked. And it, this seems to be this year, that's not happening. So it's it's hard to sort of say, well, what? How are we playing then? Because if you're going to sit back and then not doing anything with the ball, then that's that's not style of play to win games, is it? I mean, you're, you're definitely right there, Danny, mate. I mean, there is no, there's there's no cohesion or or, or grand plan here. That everyone going, well, you know what he's trying to do. It's not quite working right now, but it, it's just well, what are we doing? I think it's what Dan said. I think Dan said, I'm sure it was Dan that said it is Rowett setting up not to lose games rather than go going to win games. And at the end of the day, goal, goals win games. Like we're not creating any opportunities. There's just no threat going forward whatsoever. And I don't know how many times I say it. And I've said the major thing we need to do is get in a central attacking midfielder. So I want to pick up the ball and just be more direct with it. But the problem is. Does Rowett like that sort of player? And it, it doesn't seem he does. He wants the two... Another ball player, mate. He wants the two holding players, doesn't he? So, yeah. I don't know where it's going to change. Well, it's, 
it, like, I have got no issue with the not going out to lose a game against certain, probably about four teams in this division. Mm. Setting up not to lose against the better sides. But what winds me up more than anything is when we set up exactly the same against, say, for instance, someone like Bournemouth or Watford, and we'll set up exactly the same against them to someone like, for instance, Wickham or Coventry. No disrespect to them, but their sides we should be going straight at and beating for me. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're nuts. So I'm just doing a graphic. If people ask me what the FA Cup draw is, so while you're talking, I'm going to put it on the screen in a minute. But um, people wondering why I'm going nuts about Coventry. About I'll get onto our fixtures in a minute, the next six games. But like Danny says, you know, it, we found that William Formley with, 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 with Rowett with a three at the back. Two wing backs, two central, two wide, one up front. Now that's not working. He just keeps playing it. I don't think it always happens. Wherever team you are, if you get a new player in or you get a new formation with a new manager, there's so much analysis in this day and age that eventually teams work out how to counter that. And now that isn't working. I don't think he knows what to do. Well, it seems very stubborn, doesn't he? He, he don't want to yeah, um, definitely. He, he don't want to switch things up. It's sort of, sort of his way or uh, no way. Really, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, I think. I'm, I'm not just talking about us, but other games of football I've seen. I, I had this conversation with someone the other day. I said, I think football as a whole has just got too technical and it's become mm-hmm. very boring to watch. Our games yeah. have become very boring to watch, but I've, even some other games lately. And I think it's a case, especially of us, of just going back to basics. I'd say play 4-4-2, stick Zahor and Parrot up top, get an, a, a, someone in the centre of the park and pick up the wall and Run Millwall, out. Millwall and two technical in the same sentence, Joe. <laughs> that's, 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 but that's that's route for you, isn't it? <laughs> I, know, I, know, it, it mate, I know. For me, the frightening thing is with his stubbornness is how is Thompson not getting a game? Mm. Well, that, yeah. that is something that baffles me, boys. And, and we'll get on. Joe led me on nicely to that. I was just thinking it in myself. We'll go through in a minute each one of you. Uh, so have a little think about it if you can, just your best 11s and you know, what we, formation as well. But this thing with Thompson, honestly, I just think, forget that Thompson's a Millwall fan. Maybe I, that was that was in my head. I just think he took an absolute liberty with him on Saturday, put him on for three minutes. I do. Three minutes. It does take the mix, to be fair. I, I don't know why he didn't. Listen, it's um, almost like an insult to his, it's almost like an insult to his, if you're trying to freeze a player out or you don't play him at all, to bring him on for three minutes, you must have just not bothered. Smith got, Smith got less as well, didn't he? Yeah, I don't, and again, what's happened there? Like those, and he's very much. If you seem like you know Gary Rowett's stubborn, in the same breath, you could say he just will not. You know, if he's made his mind up on something, he won't change it. That's why Woods plays every fucking week. Bennett plays if fit, and these players that were doing the business for us. And make no mistake, I can just discuss this one with Ben Thompson, but it does. It frustrates me when people say Ben Thompson isn't a cha- he isn't good enough for the championship. I will ask people what they're basing that on because he wasn't. He went away to Pompey. He came back. He had a big part in keeping us up. You think he, I think it's saying like three, four goals and four assists in not like six games or something like that. Playing with confidence, though, wasn't he? Scored the first goal in the route revolution. Yeah. Oh, that's playing, Joe likes to call it. I think his best position when we had uh, Gregory up front doing all the donkey work and he was sitting in that 10. I don't think he's technical enough to play it out and out 10 like you've seen, like, uh, you know, um, Ben Rama and uh, Pereira like for West Brom and whatnot. But what he does, when we break, he seems to be able to go down either channel, left or right. I don't think any of the midfielders have been able to pick him up. And he's looked dangerous. The two goals he scored against Birmingham was where he ran off the midfield. One was down the left wing and he ran in and scored. And the other one, he just ran off the midfield. I don't think we've got a player that runs out of the midfield and gets in the box at the moment. And that yeah. obviously is another another That's thing that you can get chances yeah. from. But we're not, we're not utilising. So, mate of mine there, look, right, uh, Ryan Double. 
you're right, Dan, don't understand the hate on Thompson. Mm. If you don't rate a player, fair enough, but to bring him on three minutes against Bournemouth, okay, each one of you just go around, have a little bit on Thompson, and if you think he's good enough for the team and the, and the division. Um, I'm going to say I think he's probably one of the better options we've got at the moment. The best of a, a bad bunch, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know if he is the answer long-term going forward, um, but I'd say to, to throw him in and, and give him a go right now because he can't do much worse than, than what we're already doing. And plus, That's I just true. think that sort of player that is just going to show a bit of fight and a bit of aggression, and that is the one major thing that we're missing right now. Mm. Yeah. Dan? We're, we're, too, we're, we're too easy to play against, I think, because of the way the midf- our midfield are. They sit off. Woods is pretty to watch. But Thompson, no matter what we say about his ability on the ball, he's, he would be a complete pain in, pain in the ass to play against. You can see it. And that's what we, we miss. I personally believe that he walks into our team at the moment. But from where, for where we want to be in the future, if we want to push on, he would be a squad player. But currently now, we desperately need him. Yeah, I think... Yeah. When he first burst through, I think everyone was desperate for him to be club captain in five years and all that, and a lot of hype on the boy. I think his best position is in that 10, because I think if you watch him, you can't play in a two. I don't think he uh, reads defensively uh, well enough, runs off the midfield. Um, he doesn't track back, track back uh, as well as he should. I think he gets drawn to the ball still too much for this level, um, and it can be a reliability in a two. But in a 10, as I say, he's, he's got that sort of low centre of gravity that People find hard and he wriggles into these little spaces that, mm. and just draws fouls. Um, uh, he can he can hit a ball. I, as I said, I don't. I think uh, Joe was right. Um, Danny's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably best to, to be in there. But in the future, when I crack on, like squad player, yes, definitely. But right now, he must be. Mm. He must be think, just absolutely. He must be heartbroken. Look, the, the club means a lot to him. So to to be getting mugged off. On live TV like that, yeah. But again, that's that's his best position in the ten. Let him a free roll. Don't let him have to uh, track back and whatnot, and just get him to run in space, box of spaces. He can go left or right. He can be a, an absolute nuisance. Danny's right. Yeah. You wouldn't want to mark him, would you? Yeah, you spot on, Dan. What you said there, where you said, if we want to kick on, no, but where we are right here, right now, he has to start because he's got that little bit of mere warness about him. Steve Lee's a regular to the channel, a patron as well. Steve says, from what we have at the moment. I'd play Leonard and Tomo in the centre. So, if we're talking, well, it doesn't matter if we're playing a 10 or no 10. We always have two central midfielders. Mm. Um, I would agree with that. What about you, boys? What's your best ideal central midfield pairing? I'd pick them two right now. So yeah. I would go, I would I would want a different formation. I'd go 4 3 3 and I'd have Tomo, Woods, and Leonard. Leonard's yeah. your box to box. Yeah, Tomo's your more advanced all the time, and Woods is sitting. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I think yeah. I think uh, Woods uh, struggled in that defensive role. I think he he gets too deep. I think he was a bit better move forward. But at this moment, we have I think Willow's unfortunately lost his legs. And if you want to say, well, he needs to get games. Unfortunately, they're coming too thick and fast to give him too many games. And I would say that because last year the best play we played with Willow sitting, Woods slightly just forward, and uh, Malumbi box the box, and we had just a yeah. uh, covered all bases. So yeah. I'd, I'd definitely go with Woods holding to- uh, Thompson and Leonard with uh, Thompson more of a ten than a. Than a CM because we're giving Woods is getting a bit of stick in he, but I think it's more to do with the formation and his ability. The fact that he's mm. only got one other one in there with him. I think, I think I if you put another one in there so. with him, I think he'll shine. Yeah, I think so. I think, that, again, I think he's getting clipped from being too deep. 
and he can't really show off his passing range by being that deep. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to ping 40, 50 yard balls on someone's toe every time. And, yeah, and, I, and I always get called, I get called all sorts on this channel. I get called Big <laughs> D. And within, within 10 minutes you've been on, you've adopted a new name. Rao out, Albert in. Everyone's saying, <laughs> hey, listen, I'll take the Albert in though, mate. Yeah. Well, it's, better than Big, it's better than getting called Big D, Dan, isn't it? Fuck me. Um, you know what? You're you right again. One of you just said that. I'm not sure who it was. But for those who say, Rao, it's a master tactician, you're, you're spot on. He doesn't compliment a midfielder with another midfielder, does he? Yeah. He plays two similar types of players together. You've got your, your midfield is your engine. They've not only got to protect the back four, they've got to create for the strikers. And he never gets that mix right, does he? I mean, Woods and Williams, it's so similar in style. It's, it's not going to work. But it, it's difficult, isn't it, when you're trying to play football because you try and play it in triangles, don't you? Mm. And play around teams. It's very difficult to play in triangles when you've only got two in now. And you've not got a pivot up top in like a 10. And, and that's so the problem I think Woods finds. Woods has to go backwards with it or side to side because he's got nowhere else to go with it. I don't think he's a mill-type player. However, he, if he, when, when he does get further up the pitch, he's clearly very talented with his passing range and his vision, but he just doesn't go and do it, does he? Do you think Rowick's tending to do that or do you think that um, he's just doing what he wants? Uh, Joe Holloway says, Danny's got it spot on. The, those three in midfield in a 4-3-3. Right, Joe, we're going to go with you first. What's your best team? What's your best team? Uh, if you can think of an 11. What, mm. from goalkeeper to up top, yeah? All yeah, the way if, through. You got it. if you got it. Do you know it? I should have actually prepped you boys for this day. Sorry. I, I could Just probably make... go something out, to be honest. I'd, I'd probably go far in goal. Um, I'd probably go with a 4-4-2. Um, I'd go, yeah, far in goal. I've got a big controversial say Malone left back, um, Cooper and Hutt centre backs. At the moment, I'll still sit with Romeo right back, Wallace on the right, Bennett on the left. I'm going to go Woods and Thompson in the middle, and then I'll stick Sahor and Parrot up top. That that was that is what I would go for right now. Hmm. I think. We should start thinking because before we say, "Oh, we ain't going to play four four two, so there's no point discussing it." But I think it's healthy to discuss it. And I think that I've been guilty of this as well. Like, well, he's going to play this, and that's what we should play. Uh, he definitely needs to get away from the formation he's playing. It isn't working the three at the back anymore. We've been found out. Dan, what about you? Uh, I'd obviously go. I'd go four three three. Barton goal. Uh, Romeo to stay at right back for now, but McNamara to start pushing him. Yeah. Um, Hutch and Cooper in the centre. Murray Wallace at left back for me. Um, and then the three in the middle, Woods in a deeper line roll um, with Leonard as your box to box and Thompson as your further forward. Uh, and then on the left, probably go Bennett, Sahor up top, and Jed on the right. Mm. So, with the last two you said there? Uh, Jed on the right, Zahor up top, and Bennett, probably Bennett on the left, but obviously when Conor Mahoney's. Fit, I'd probably go for him over Bennett. If you've got Zahor up there, yeah. the big man, and you've got the delivery of Conor Mahoney, mm. I'd probably go with that if, if when, he, when he becomes fully fit. Lee? Well, um, I think I'm like, no no uh, surprises. I'll, I'll move away from the seven at the back we've been playing lately. We'll go big man in goal, but you're not going to get further better than that in uh, any league, I think, at the moment. Uh, Romeo right back. Uh, I think he gets too much crit He's another one that gets a lot of criticism when I think sometimes he plays really well. I know he can frustrate. Hutch and Cooper, standard. Hutch is our skipper. Uh, Murray Wallace, left back. 
Uh, I would go Leonard and Woods in the middle. Jed right wing. Mahoney left wing. And then I would go Zahor up front with either Thompson or Bradshaw in behind him. I think mm. Bradshaw, again, he, he offers a lot with the defensive side. And I've said it in my videos before. He stops the other team getting the ball easily out the back. And he did it. He's, tenacious, he's, he's tenacious and lively, isn't he? I will say yeah. that for him. Yeah. He's, get, not, he's, get, not similar to, he's not similar to Thompson as a player because obviously yeah. primarily Thompson's a midfielder. Bradshaw's a striker, but he's very busy. He's very energetic. He's smart, he gets around watch, the pitch. watch his positioning. Watch his positioning. He's always in that area where they can't play to their holding midfielder. And I'm, a big advocate of that, and it stops them playing out easy from the back. And he always mm. knows where to be off the ball, and he's just about quick enough to get back up um, and support. And if you've got Mahoney whipping balls in, yeah, Zorho's going to be a handful. And then, you mm. know, Bradshaw or Thompson, whoever's in there, can sort of tidy up if anything um, falls down. So that's how I go. Nice. Right, boy. Sorry, just quickly. Colin Moon. Dishal, thanks for your donation, mate. There's one. I feel quite stupid doing the Dishal gun in front of the boys, but there you go. It is what it is. There's been another donation. Tony Norris, thank you very much, mate, for your donation. Right. This is something I want to talk about as well, because we seem to say our problems, and they are primarily, going forward and scoring goals. And we say, do you know what? We're lucky. We always keep so many clean sheets because, you know, we got, we got Bart in goal and we've got a solid back three, and that's what's helping us out. But lately... It's gone a little bit tits up, isn't it, at the back? We're conceding goals. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, Cooper and Hutch both looking shaky. Do you? What do you think is going wrong at the back? You think that um, little break we've sort of uh, had over the last not used the same break loosely, uh, where COVID ripped through the squad, do you think that has um, sort of resulted in us having a bit of a, a lack of uh, match fitness? We look a bit off the pace. Not, not as well, I'd say, I mean, Railway said that someone had to play with just got over COVID. But I would say before that, because we lost 3-0 yeah. over the Huddersfield, we oh, shipped yeah. 3 in 20 minutes at Middlesbrough. It seems to coincide with think... that. You remember that international break when they had three England games instead of two? And it was like a two or a three-week break. And everyone was talking about how we had the best defence in Europe, top Europe five leagues. And and then everyone was plastering about how there was a brick wall, blah, blah, blah. And then we lost 3-0 to Huddersfield. Yeah. Yeah, but you... <laughs> If you go back and watch games, I don't think we were that we were good at the back, but we got a lot of help from Bart. Yeah, and I think it's more it's more so the fact that we've started conceding more now from the chances that are being created against us than it, the fact that it was the back four or five that was stopping us from conceding. I don't think he does get a lot of credit, Bart, but he should get even more than what he already gets. When when we were going even when we were going well and we were pushing up the league. And nicking games 1-0. If you look back at the chances other teams were creating against us, there were probably more and better chances than we were scoring. It was just the fact that he was keeping us in games. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Some, some games, yeah. Not all, but some games, yeah. I don't know where it's really gone wrong, but we just look a bit... Um, we usually rely on the likes of Cooper and Hutch. They're usually solid, but last few games, just making making a few mistakes. It's just a, yeah. a lack of concentration sometimes. Um, Listen, well, I know we've just had the break, but they've played a lot of games. That's exactly what I was going to say, Joe. Do you think it's the sheer amount of volume of games and pressure that, uh, that Hutchinson and Cooper have to accept on their shoulders? Because Pierce does play, but Pierce is ageing. I think I think that Cooper and Hutchinson know how heavily they're relied on. And I mean, Cooper was something before he got he got um, he's dislocated his shoulder. Which, by the way, in the next game he tried to play, and the club wouldn't let him play, and he was fuming because he wanted to keep his run going. He played something like 146 games straight. Mm. Uh, do you think it's just the sheer amount of games they're, they're playing? This 
it's trying to take his toll. It, it could be. It could be a mixture of things. But um, I definitely think that could uh, play a part. Like, obviously, with everything that's gone on, we, we've been having um last couple of months sort of two games a week. And it, it's just always them two. And, and they don't really... Uh, Listen, I know they're professional footballers and that, but um, we, we do rely heavily on them too uh, to play pretty much every game. Well, they, they're professionals, um, Joe. They're humans as well. And I think confidence has yeah. been shattered somewhere. And mm. if they're making silly mistakes, you say, what are they doing? That? Like the game against game, um, Nottingham Forest, just one long ball up front. And you think you're too good to be beaten by that. Something so simple, just a, a massive punt upfield. And confidence can take, take it out of you, especially when they've been constant. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Concentrating. And mentally, just been so switched on for like hundred games in a so, row. Yeah, yeah. and it, it is it is easy to uh, sort of switch off. Uh, Spotly as well, what you said there. Like we're talking a bit. We we sometimes talk about footballers like it's a computer game. They yeah. are humans as well. You don't know whether they've been ill or whether they're not feeling right mentally or what's going on at home. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of people saying in the comments, and I think we can all see it. Like Cooper needs a rest. You know, you know what's um what what's going wrong. Uh, they look out of sorts. Hutchinson's passing's a little bit off. Is a good point from Steve Lees again. He said, if you're constantly defending for 90 minutes, something is going to give. So there is, you know, we do like to play on the break. We are putting them, you know, in another team, Cooper, Hutchinson and Bart, they're not going to be under as much pressure as they are playing for us, are they? Getting back to, obviously, we're saying about Hutch playing a lot of games. Was it not the perfect chance to give him a rest at the weekend? Exactly. And bring Hayden Muller in. Yeah. Yep. Muller and Pearson should have gone with Saturday. Yeah. 
Well, playing three at the back against uh, Borum, sorry, Borum Wood. <laughs> three at the back. Three at the back against them, mate. Oh, was... But yeah, I think, why do you think he went with the team he did the weekend? Because I think he was shitting himself. He looked, when we, when we scored that second goal, he looked very relieved, Rowick. Pressure. Yeah. Now, imagine if they scored finished? a goal within 10 minutes, if we'd gone 4 4 2. Mm. That's I'm, not sure sure. I'm not sure who it was that said it, but someone mentioned it on the chat the other day. It might have been Lee said, like, um, where obviously we've we've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, maybe he wanted them players to get a bit of a sharpness, match fitness, mm -hmm. and rather than just throw them all straight in against Bournemouth after a couple of weeks off, give some of these players 90 minutes. That's the only thing I could think. I don't True. think he's worrying about Boreham, in all honesty. I think that's probably the uh, best explanation, really. Kind of like treated it like a friendly type thing, a pre-season yeah, friendly yeah. type. But then, then the, at the same side of that, you could give game game time to someone like Ferguson, who's not really had minutes in his legs. You know, of course, yeah. we, don't know, we don't know how yeah. much they've been able to train and, and coach themselves. Over Again, the see, like you're saying, what you're saying is right there, Lee. You don't know they're right. We said a minute ago they're all humans, and also we don't know. We only see what we see on a Saturday. We don't know what's going on in training. If someone's got a little knock, if someone's got still. I think you got it right in the majority. I mean, I love George Alexander. Of course, we all know about him. His dad played for the club. He scored goals at every level. But I didn't even um, kept, like, consider him in my options because I wanted Zahor and Parrot to both play on Saturday and get some fucking goals yeah. and get some confidence. Danny mentioned. Um, Tyler Berry, Hayden Muller. Hayden Muller, sorry. Um, the Rolls Royce that he is, a great player, Hayden Muller. I watch a lot of him for the 23s. And Colin says, you know, we need to bring through some more of the under 23s. But I think at a minute, we're bringing through as many as we have in a long time. What do you make of these, this little new influx of Hayden Muller and Tyler Berry? Billy Mitchell, of course, is already an established first team player. Do you know what I'd say? It's been a long while since we've sort of. Um had a little influx of these uh, youth players. And you sort of mentioned it. Um, we, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. It's all right for us to say, oh, let's get the youth involved. They're doing this, they're doing that. Let's throw them in. But at the end of the day, we're not seeing training every day. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So maybe all these players that we're holding in high regards, maybe the coaching staff that don't hold them in high regards, I think, they're not good enough for this level. But we're all going to say, yeah, yeah, for me. Uh, I'm sure the management know a lot more about these players than us. I'm, I'm not saying, but in, in the same, on the same note, we're, we're never going to know unless you give them that chance in the first team. So, Another factor. And by the way, Joe, yeah, you're spot on because, I mean, we... we what, the day people lost their shit is when we were having a really bad run. I went to watch under 23s and they put six past um, Colchester. Who are going get them all in, but you've got to rely on on the club. I used to watch the 23s a lot, and I used to see Christian and Bulu, uh, rest in peace, of course, no longer with us, uh, Noah Chesmain, uh, Rooney. I used to watch these players go, they've got to get in the first team, and now they're playing national. Uh, Chesmain's playing for Maidstone in the National League, so you're right, we've got to leave it in, in the right sort of hands, haven't we, for the, bringing the I've players been, through. If you think about it, in recent years, uh, well, I know one uh, that sort of contradicts it is that, um, Ebrichi Eze, but. We usually pretty, our coaching staff's usually pretty bang on with you. How many players have we let go recently from the sort of mm. academy or youth team, whatever, 
that have gone on to massive, bigger and better things. Fred. <laughs> I think he scored the other day, didn't he? I know, yeah, I know. This I is know. just, I mean, look, we're, we're factoring what's going wrong. Um, Sparky just said, COVID has helped to hurt our home form. Although, I will say, Sparky, before uh, lockdown, I think Reading at home 2-0 was, was our first win for, our only win for a long time. Boys, where do you actually think each one here, where it's actually, if you could pinpoint some major factors where it's going wrong at the minute, as we as we know, you know, three wins, uh, one win at home all season, three wins in the last 20 at the Den, home form's clearly an issue, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, confidence, I think lack of ambition, and I, I just think this. Uh, I know I, you can say obviously games coming thick and fast, but swapping and changing a lot's not helping. I mean, you do want it the, when we've had good runs before, we've pretty much known our first eleven, and just what one or two here just to freshen up, and it seems to be like five or six changes sometimes, change of formation. Uh, I think it's just it's all just a big bundle of of negativity with within the squad, and it's hard to break that. How'd you get over it? Well, if I know, I'd be a manager, wouldn't I? Dan? Uh, I think the biggest factor is the Callum Davison leaving. True. Yeah, and since, obviously, not just that day, I think they were living together, weren't they, as well? Yeah. Um, and obviously, with COVID, you know, not being able to travel here and everywhere bouncing off each other on the sidelines and at home, you know, he's lost he's lost his right-hand man, isn't he? And, and it could play a major factor. You don't know what he was like with the players. It, it seems to have affected us massively yeah, since he's well, left. I can, tell you, I can tell you he was held in very high regard by the players. Yeah. They really liked him as a coach. Yeah. And, right. and them and row it. But listen, when you factor that in as well, he has been asked, I'm unlucky, isn't he? I know I want him out and... It's not all his fault, but the results speak for himself, in my opinion. Um, you know, lost Callum Davison, as we said. No transfer window, hardly. He got COVID himself. Like He got Zahor in, got injured. He got Parrot in, got injured. So he has been unlucky. But unfortunately, I've my priority is the football club, staying in the division, not Gary Rowett. Joe, where do you think some of the biggest factors going wrong? I can pinpoint one major thing that I keep saying like, day in, day out. I think there's one particular particular position on that pitch that we are lacking, and I've already mentioned it, and I've said it about 10 times over, central attacking midfielder. The midfielders we've got at the minute, I know we've mentioned Tom Thompson could possibly play there, but the way we set up, two holding midfielders. And I think we've struggled with this since George Savile has left the club. I honestly yeah. think we have got good players on paper. It's just that one missing ingredient, getting a and and that's where you can look in the France winner, getting a decent um, attacking midfielder that, that's just got a bit more creativity, a bit more intent, and pick the ball up and run with it. And do you know who I used to like? But not a lot of people. Uh, he, he did have his critics, but Trump. someone who was very good at that was Liam Trotter. If you look at highlights, like I even watched old videos of him the other day uh, when he played for us. He'd pick the ball up like on the on the uh, halfway line, and he'd just head up, bang, just run with it directly towards goal. As soon as you run straight out of their defence and they're on the back foot, things open up for you, and, and you will create more chances. And I just think that is the one major thing that I will seriously pinpoint. I'll be important at the minute. Boy, sorry, yeah, well, is, one of you, is one of you touching your phone or something? No. 
I'm not little bit of interference. I don't know where it's coming from. Sorry, Dan, I go think, on, mate. I think, you know, I'll obviously, I watch quite a bit of obviously a lot of Premier League football as well. And, and to what Joe's saying, a perfect example of that in a moment, I'd say, is that you look how Arsenal were struggling. They weren't playing a 10. They brought Emil Smith Rowe in and he's, he's, t- he's turned it around for them just by bringing a player in in the right position that plays in that position. So you need, and, that, like, and that's what we're missing. We're missing do it. Think, do you think Rowett doesn't always play? Because I was going mad saying he's got to play a 10. And my argument was, if you want to ask maybe my best team at the minute, I would say four at the back. I'd get Danny McNamara in. I'd probably go Murray Wallace left back if we're going to go flat back four. Hutchinson and Cooper, Barton goal, obviously. Um, and then I would go with two central midfielders, probably Leonard and Thompson, and then three in behind a one. And I, I said, you know, Mahoney, Jed, and um, Mahoney, Jed, and, and Benny could be that key behind Zahor. But do you yeah. think he doesn't play a 10 really, Raoul, because he doesn't feel he's got that 10? Because as we say, if you get a 10 in the attacking midfield player and he plays the two deep, you ain't really going to have that, are you? Like, you ain't going to have a 10. Do you think he's not doing that because he hasn't got the 10 to play that? I think he don't play because he's too negative. I don't think it necessarily needs to be an out and out ten. Just just someone in that middle that will just sort of pick the ball up and run. Like it doesn't have to be that high up the pitch, but just someone that will show more intent, pretty much. Mm. That's an interesting one, what you said, Dan. That's very interesting. That's what I, I think he just plays well, that because he doesn't have that ten because he, he wants to be too defensive and too negative. This begs the question again, you know. He sets up to not lose games. Neil Harris set up to not lose games, but Neil Harris played very compact, very aggressive, with aggressive type players. He's trying to set up to not lose games with, with Woods and, and Bennett. And, and again, I like Mahoney and I like Bennett, but they're a bit like, they're a little bit in and out players, aren't they? They're not fucking... Yeah. They're, they're not really like There's not many 10s. I don't think there's any really in the world. In world football, if you play a 10, it's going to be defensive-minded, is there? No, and that's why he doesn't play one. Yeah, mm. I, I think um, you've seen it when he's played the three in the midfield, and not one of them's been a ten, or not not even say, look, can you just fill in in that role? So it is a case of uh, does he not trust anyone in it? it? Just he just doesn't want it. Does he just not want a ten? Because when Bradshaw's played in behind, say Dadbod or, or Matt Smith, he's been more of a more of a, um, a sort of an off striker rather than a ten. So he mm. still gets sort yeah. of he's not in that pocket per se. And I just think, yeah, does he not trust anyone in the squad? Or just, I just again, I think, again, the negativity, he just doesn't want to play one. Mm. Well, we've talked about what's going wrong under Rowett. Now, let's talk, we spoke a little bit about how we can put it right, formations-wise, players we've got-wise. And there's people asking in the comments, which we'll move on to now. Any more news on transfers? People saying about this um, Campbell from Motherwell, Adam Campbell, another tenacious type, sounds like a Ben Thompson type player to me. Uh, a big thing I need—I want to point out as well. The, another reason I think it's gone under Rowett, and again, this isn't his fault. I think we're so far away from where we need to be at the minute, and I think Rowett knows that because he keeps chopping and changing it so much that he can't—he can't find. You know, he's giving other players a chance because he's not not getting the best out of the ones he's got. So he's bringing in back Bavardson and, and Bradshaw. Now we're not going to go out and buy five, six players in this in this window. We're going to get three in max. I think one of those three is a whore. He extended his loan. Hopefully, where, where can we where can we improve? Uh, of course, we all, I think it's not even worth asking the question. Do we want to keep Zahor? Is it? I'm asking. He's, he's, he's got he's got to be the first one through the door to stay in it. Zahor, he's yeah. the most important one. The most important thing. But obviously, we need a ten. But he's at the club now. For me, 
that loan needs to be extended to the end of the season. What our fear is, obviously, Sam Allardyce is now at West Brom. Could he potentially want the big man back? Because we know how he likes to play. That's why I said straight away. Zahor, big, big Sam wanting Zahor back. Target Charlie man. Austin's gone out on loan now as well. He's gone yeah. back to QPR from West Brom. They haven't really got another, that not off my top of my head. I don't think they've got another um, target man on their squad. So, I said straight away, he'll, he'll, he'll bring him back as soon as he can, unfortunately, I think. And it's, un, it's un, unlike uh, us doing it, to be hoping that he will come back. I think I think everyone expects him to probably go back. I'd love to see him back. He's a bit of target man that seems to be able to move a bit. Mm. Well, two starts, two goals, isn't he? It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> He's the best of what we got at the moment. He's not so. just a good player, but you can see the other players going, yeah, all right, I want to, I want to play with you. I want to knock, I feel confident in knocking it into you and bouncing off. And it just feels like a quite a focal point. He's quite, for the, some of the younger viewers who might not remember, I think you boys definitely will. Danny, Danny and Chitty will definitely will. Um, yeah. I'm looking because see Chit's 87. That's why I'm sitting, looking at your birthday. Uh, Stan Collymore, he's quite Stan Collymore-esque. Yeah. 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 The, thing, the thing is with Sahor, with the formation we play, as much as we don't like it, it's what you need. It's a big man who can hold the ball up and allow the rest to get up with him. Um, and, you know, to, to link the play up with a jet out on the right or whoever else got on the left, you've got to have that. And, and he gets the ball and runs at players. He's not just big. He's quite quick as well. Mm. And, and he just, mm. he, he's a kind of player who just create havoc. I he, think he's... Like, my, man, my man says he reminds me of Fash the Bash. Likes mm. to get involved, gets a bit, moves a bit. Big, big and strong, quick. I think... Um, Again, we have. I've not done the Matt Smith header count ever for a while, but if otherwise, say if it's not within two yards of Matt Smith, he's not going to get get to the ball. Whereas Zahor can move five ten yards to win a ball. Mm. So I just want to go back to everyone saying in, in the comments. Some of you boys just said it as well. We need a ten. Oh, I would argue we've got a lot of players already at the club that could play in a ten. Bennett, I think his yeah. best position is a ten. Jed, I've said for years should play central because he's. Well, I'd say he's wasted out wide at the minute. I'd say he's absolutely having absolutely no luck out wide. Um, Mahoney can play on a 10. As we know, Bradshaw can play on a 10. What sort of player you think we're going to go? Because if we do go for someone to get in a 10, it's either going to be another long knee for the Premier League or it's going to be take a chance on a lower league or foreign player, isn't it? Do you know what, Dan? I, I sort of half agree with what you said about we might already have a player there that could be a 10, like try Bennett or Mahoney in there. But also back to the point that said we're not seeing them in training. Who? How do we know that, that Rowett ain't tried that in training? Um, True. And played Mahoney or in it, and that they're just not the sort of player that he does want in that position. Um, and I don't know if this player. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know lots about this uh, player from Motherwell. I can't even remember his name. Alan but, Campbell. Alan Campbell. Yeah. yeah I don't know if, if he could be. <laughs> Be good, be good in that position, or um, I think we need to tap into some of these bigger Premiership teams and, and get young players in. Mm. Like we've seen loads of teams around us do it, like Gallagher last season. He, he would have been a uh, good to have us. He's a good player, I would have liked, but um, I just don't think we uh take advantage of that that enough either. I Stiff think long, yeah, long term, I think we need a central midfielder that is capable of playing in a two. As I said it in the group, we've not got one player in the squad that you would say would suit playing in a two. And when you haven't got that, you're forced to be almost playing negative and, and playing three in the middle. You know, if we've got a, a solid base with, say, two players that can play in a two, and you can let your number 10 roam and run right, then and great. If we've got two pl players that you'd say we play 4-4-2, four, four, 
they're going to be fine on the ball and off the ball, whoever we play. And I don't think we've got one player in that midfield at the moment that you can say he suits the two. We've got a lot of players in a lot of positions, but a lot of similar players, haven't we? Yeah. And you've got a lot of wide right players, you've got a lot of wide left players, you've got a lot of centre midfielders, but they're all they're very all similar types. Sitting midfielders, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, again, I've always been honest about this. My knowledge of outside teams isn't fantastic. So, some people are saying, Enketia for Arsenal, Arsenal, no, I don't think that would happen. This guy from Arsenal, Dan. Balligan. Balligan. You, well, they that's what I'm asking you. you uh, some of your family support Arsenal, so I'm just asking you. Yeah, Balligan. I don't think we'll get him. Um, there's talk of him leaving Arsenal now because his contract runs up at, runs out at the end of the season. But he's like, Arsenal talk about sh- shipping in Ketia for 30 million, supposedly, to keep hold of his Balligan and get him a new contract. Jesus. Um, but so yeah, he's supposed to be really a little bit out of our bracket, then, aren't they? I'll, I'll, we're, not we're, not, we're not going to get in Ketia, are we? Let's be honest. No. no. Any players <laughs> that stand out for you, boys, that we could potentially get in realistically? I'm not going to lie, I, I can't really think of any of um, my knowledge. No, of we're, we're all very quick to, well, especially me, criticise Rowe, but one, he's got no money, and two, you know, where would we go to get our players? And if well, they say no, I think we've already got, there's got five known players. The thing is, there's there's got to be young players about, because as much as we might not know, you look at last season, Emil Smith-Rowe went on loan to Huddersfield. He's from South London. Obviously, we didn't know him before he went on loan there, really. So there's got yeah. to be others. You know, who else could be? Uh, Conor Gallagher from Chelsea, West London. It's yeah. not far. We're in the centre of London. These players are going out to teams all, all, you know, miles away. So there's got to be, there's got to be players elsewhere in youths in London. We've got Tottenham. You've got, oh. you've got Arsenal. You've got Chelsea. All these big London clubs must have youth players that we could take and mm. give game time. And let's be honest, what better club to go to? For a young player, if they can make or break the Millwall. Yeah. I think, do you know what? A lot of, play, a lot of players say, you know, oh, you wouldn't want to join Millwall. I think a lot of young players would want the experience of playing for Millwall. And it's a good point, Dan. It's brought me thinking about something else that you said, um, from what you said. So, Gary Rowett's obviously played football his whole career and managed teams in and around the Midlands. That's his sort of links. Kenny Jacket was very good at uh, exercising what you said, uh, Premier League clubs, London clubs, Andros Townsend, um, there's several winger called. Smith, Brian Mason, Brian Mason. We, he was very good at uh, Glenn Johnson before, just before Kenny Jacket as well, obviously. But we was very good at that. Harris didn't really seem to have those sorts of ties, did he? But yeah, Rowett could could be like you say. We need to we need to get ones from in and around London. The one that pissed me off. Was was the Huddersfield right winger, right wing back? He's from Southwark. I know he came through the ranks at Chelsea, but a lot of players do. And Joe said earlier, it's a, a lot of players seem to do slip through the radar, don't they? As well. I was going to back up Danny's point. Like, there's a lot of um, teams in the Premier. Mason like, do too bad. Yeah. Like even the likes of Liverpool and that that have got like boys in their team, like from South London and something. Right. Well, Ian Brewster last season, he's an East London boy. You'd think like. Oh, try and get him on loan, get him back down here. Or, but um, I, I don't know why we don't tap into it. Whether we actually are and they don't want to come to us, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't take advantage of that uh, market. No. Enough. And Mike, Mike, I went Mike to Leeds. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fucking mad, isn't it? Well, Mad Mike says it's the scouts' job to seek these loanees. Now, we have just got, again, and this is another reason that gives Gary Rowett a little bit of 
clout. He's obviously not happy with the recruitment. I think Alex Aldridge used to run news at Den. He left for Stoke, didn't he? And Gary Rowett just brought in a new head of recruitment. I'm trying to find his name. His name's like Harvey Bubbleberry or something. I can't remember what his name is. Um, but yeah, so Gary Rowett must know things aren't right, and he's brought in a new head of recruitment to try and to try and sort that out. But like like Danny said, you know, a lot of lot of local players you got going all, all over the place up north. Someone made a good point on the comments. Where's um, it gone? I can't see where it's gone. But um, oh, hey, oh, yeah, sorry, Leah. Sorry, Leah. Don't have there, mate. Yeah, someone made a good point on the comments. Like, what what is our scouting network about? Because I see a lot of these young players that are doing well at other clubs. Like, there's a lot of young players coming out of South London. <laughs> Jaden Sancho's from Camberwell. How have we let him under the radar? Someone, someone just said that. Look, Jaden Sancho's from Kennedy. You know, is Kitty on mute? Because he ain't said anything for about five no, minutes. I, it's really I'm unusual. A, technical difficulties. There's only I'm way just looking up. Millwall's new head of recruitment is called Harvey Bustle. Looks like a silver fox. Harvey Bustle. Uh, he arrives at the den with a wealth of scouting knowledge and recruitment experience in his career, which started with Burton Albion. He then left to join Birmingham. So basically, Rowett's took him in from wherever he's gone, Lee. But Rowett's not really in. Rowett's one of these other clubs he's been at. He spent money at. Um, uh, he, sent, he spent money at Stoke, but at Derby, he, he, he usually goes for experience, doesn't he? He goes for experience yeah. with only yeah. Yeah, there's like old heads in the team. So he has his favourites, doesn't he? And he just brings them to every club with him. Woods. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no. Right. So let's move on now. Because if Gary Rowett is in charge, after these six games, I'll be mm. fucking amazed. And that's nothing against Rowett. These are just some very hard games coming up. And again, when people ask why I lose my shit when we when we lost to Coventry, this is why. The first of six games in 18 days starts tomorrow. Bournemouth away. Forest away. Huddersfield away. Norwich home. Watford home. And then away to Cardiff. Difficult fixtures, boys. What are we thinking? By the end of that six games, what position are you expecting us to be in as a club? Exactly where we are now. Do you reckon? Is it position? But I, I, I expect yeah. us. I expect us to pick up about four points from them fixtures. Realistically, the way we're playing, I don't know what results will go around. Around us will go to, to determine where we end up. But when you look at them fixtures, the way we're playing, who can like? I'm normally like, like you look at my predictions. I normally do, and normally I always go for us to win. But right yeah. now, I can't see where the next win's coming from. No, That's what I, was, I think we're more. Again, this is not, not even Rowett's fault. But when going back to what you said about getting players in, I think we're more than two, three players away from where we need to be. I think it's just gone yeah. completely flat. And I don't think you can turn it around. Colin just says they're very difficult games. And they are. I mean, three away games on the bounce. Lee, what are you expecting us to get from those three away games on the bounce, starting with Bournemouth tomorrow and then well, Forest away I Saturday? Think Bear I in mind as well, there's a horse supposed to go back after Saturday if we don't extend yeah. his load. I up. think we got, I predicted 4-1 thumping, didn't I, at Bournemouth? I think I might have got a, gone for a draw at Forest and then maybe sneaking a 1-0 win at Huddersfield, but that's me being super uh, optimistic. Um, so you're saying, you're saying four points from the next three games? Possibly. That's, that's more than it. That's acceptable. But I think we we're going to get... Honestly, I think we're going to get... We could lose all three of them at the same time, though. We yeah. could easily lose all three. I can't see us winning all three. The difference no. is my optimism is we can get four points. That's me being my most optimistic. Yeah, and I do. I do respect. You know, a lot of fans think I'm too negative, and I do respect the absolute, complete 
blanking of how bad things are. I go, no, it's Millwall, Millwall way. We're going to turn it round. I do really respect that, but I'm I'm a bit more of a realist, and I, I think we're struggling. Yeah. Joe, what you, what, what, where do you think we're going to be in a, a position-wise after these next six games? Um, few places higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be optimistic. Sure. Listen, I just think obviously it ain't good. It, it, it's been bad at the moment, but this spell has been so long where we've been so bad. I just keep thinking in my head, like, whether I'm being too over optimistic, that something's got to change sooner or later. Whether that means manager goes, but he's got to turn it around sooner or later. And, um, I can't see us getting anything out of the Bournemouth game tomorrow night, I'll be honest. But um, it's the middle way that where um, we seem to struggle against the lower teams and then it's just all like a shock result out of the bag against the teams higher up in the league. And I know it's the Forest after in it and I think I put us time to win that one. For, for some reason, I've got I've got good memories of uh, the, the, the city ground. and um, The last game, weren't it? 3-0 last year. Um, and I'm sure there's been a... A couple of others, but I think we'll, we'll nick a win against Forest, and then you go into the Huddersfield game. Um, I think maybe a draw. So I, I sort of agree with Lee. I think we could get four points out of the uh, next three games. Yeah. Before we want to tell you, cancel the Bournemouth game again and give them the points, and then we'll just judge on the two games after that. That'll be yeah. Four points out of six. I, That's not too bad. Mm. I think. Well, look, I think a lot of it will also. A lot of it could depend on Zahor. Because let's remember, his last game yeah. in the league was against Preston, which was one of our best performances of the season. Mm. So if we keep hold of him, Adam, it was fourth for me, fourth or fifth after that. Yeah, something like that. But obviously, you know, we, we are giving Raul a bit of stick here. But you know, our last game with Zahor playing up front in the league was probably one of our best performances. Mm. If yeah, we keep yeah. hold of him, you know, the pressure he relieves by holding the ball up top can make a hell of a lot of difference on the pitch. But I, I so let, let, let's hope let's hope that you know he plays against Bournemouth and and it, and it changes our fortunes around just from having him up. You know we know in football if you've got someone up there who can hold the ball up and put the ball in the back of the net, he could change our season around. Yeah, I don't. Well, where do you, think, where do you think, then? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I asked them. Um, I asked Lee and I asked Joe. They both said four points yeah. from the next three games. Where do you think we're going to be from the next three games, points wise, and as as a club after six? Is that um, me, Dan? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, the next yeah. three games, how many points will we get? How many points are we going to get out of the next three games? And then, as a club, where do you think we're going to be after the next six? We've got, we've got Bournemouth next. Bournemouth. I don't think we. Yeah. Bournemouth, yeah, I don't see us getting anything from. No. Uh, then, is it Watford after that? No, it's Huddersfield. It's Huddersfield. Forest. Forest and then Huddersfield. Forest all the way. Huddersfield. Uh, uh, Two points, if we're lucky. Honestly, unless Zahor comes in and completely changes it around for us, which I pray he does, mm. then then obviously we could push on. But the Bournemouth, I can't see us getting anything from. The Huddersfield, I think we have to get something from when you look at our fixtures. Yeah. Well, listen, what you just said there, and I would ask all of you, before I, before you do answer this, and for the people in the comments, now Mick says, look, if we play the middle way, I think we could get three wins out of the six. So, uh, Jack put this on our group chat the other yeah. day. We're going to win three games. And I said, Jack, if we win three games, I'll sign the channel over to you and all the rights to it. Um, <laughs> not as fucking worth anything. But um, And he said, no, if we play the Millwall way, like Mick has just said, and I just said, there is no Millwall way under Gary Rowick because we don't go... We did a Bristol City. I'll give him that. But that was his cup final, I felt. What I don't... You know, another another problem I've got is 
is like Danny just said, for the people saying it to you boys who are saying, I think we're going to win these games. My question to you is, how the fuck is that possibly going to happen? Now, like Danny said, the only way I can see that happening is Zohar, is, is Zohar is the saviour. Other than that, I can't possibly see how we're going to win a game because we don't mm. create anything. We created loads against Borenwood because they're shit. But even then, we missed a load of chances because our shooting boots weren't on because we don't get in those positions often enough to, to shoot. I can't, I cannot see, looking at that team and how we're performing, how the fuck we're going to win a game unless, like Danny just said, Zohar just, if we keep him, We've got a chance. He can he can make things happen for us. To be honest, I think Danny hit the nail on the head. So like, I was, that's what I was trying to butt in and sort of say before. Like, because you look at when um, he did start his first game, that game against Preston. Now that is what I was the Millwall way. We were really brilliant in that game, and just by having him in the team, he might be able to hold that ball up to maybe let our centre midfielders get off the halfway line for once and. Hmm. And bring him in to play more, and um, yeah, so it, it, he he could be the answer. Um, well, um, I, I, I silly hope he is. We ain't seen the best of him either yet, because you think when he comes to us and played against Preston, I think that was his first full game, and he got injured. I don't think he played for a long time for West Brom. No, oh, yeah. so he won't, he won't if we plans, get him and keep him, it, he didn't have a no. pre-season. They never so, played him in pre-season because he won't in no. their plans. Exactly. So he wouldn't have been fully fit when he played for us against Preston and he made a difference. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... We're talking about Zahor's contribution. I've just seen this comment pop up. We haven't covered it yet. <laughs> if Parrot isn't contributing, why don't we send him back? So my question to you boys is, where do we stand on, on, on Parrot? Send him back. <laughs> just mm. like that. Lee? It's a tricky one. Again, he's another one that's come in and not, not played. And when he has played, he's played out wide. He's not... I don't... And I, so I think, for me, he's not like Harry Kane where he's got that mental braveness to, to want to get in the six-yard box and get his nose broke. You know, when the ball goes out wide, he wants to sort of sit off on the edge of the box. You know, when the ball goes in, he's not competing. Uh, whereas Kane wants to get involved and score goals. He, he just seems to want to just keep a pretty face. Dropped you know so I mean? deep as well, didn't he? Did he drop deep? Yes, that's what I mean. And you... you You've got to get this kid on loan to score goals. How's he going to score goals 30 yards from their goal when we're on the byline? You know, well, so I can tell you now, for, I can tell you now with people saying he's not, you know, Parrot's going to be a good player in the future. Whether he is going to be a good player in the future or not, I can tell you one thing he's definitely not going to be, and that is an out and out centre forward. No, a million percent. It's about best finisher, going to be the next Harry Kane, but there's no, nothing, nothing I've seen that suggests that he's going to be a goal scorer in that, that ilk at all. At all. Well, and yet, he's totally okay, but. Yeah, we got him. We got we're him talking about he hasn't scored one yet. Send him back. We're talking about going back to the Millwall way, aren't we? Yeah, that's how we're going to pick up points. Troy yeah. Parrott does not fit a Millwall player, and for me, I'm watching him. And can anyone have a standout moment for any minutes he's played for us yet? I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything he's done for us since he's come up, since he's played or come on. He won a now, couple of three yeah, against Yeah, and a penalty, yeah. But, but if he had a better I'll, touch and he was sharper, he gets that out of his feet and scores. I'll uh, keep changing my mind on him. I'll keep changing my mind on him because he's, I don't think he's good enough for this level. We need to remember also, though, he's never played at this level. And if he's talent, as talented as Spurs say is, he should very quickly learn and accommodate to this level and what he's got to do. Um, and he has also been injured. I will say that for him. He does look good on the ball. At times, but he's he, he's he's just very green, isn't he? The way his positional sense is all over the place, and he's not going to be what we thought he he's not going to be a Kenza Hall, which is you know what we thought he was going to be. 
Can I just say, has he played 90 minutes yet? Because what I don't understand is, my personal opinion on him is, I still think that there's more, there is more to come. I I think he has more to offer, but he's not getting a full 90 minutes. Like, Rao always takes him up in like the 60th minute and stuff. Has he done enough to stay on the pitch for 90 minutes though, Joe? Yeah, but but sometimes, listen, games can change in a second. That's the way football is. And, and he, he brings him off to change the game. All right. Not, not I, I just, um, I, I want him. I just think the situation we're in at the moment, with the fact that you know the way we're falling down the league and the he's way he's right. performing, we've put our, we're not putting ourselves first by playing him. We're putting a Tottenham player's development in front of Millwall Football Club. The way he's playing right now, for me, he does not play, and I'd send him back because he's not a Millwall type player. He's not going to get us out of the situation we're in at the moment, personally. And it, to me. It, He's, he's done nothing to justify being in the team in the starting eleven at all. You're spot on there, mate. What you're saying, and leads you on what Steve Morrison says there. Why would you give development and games to another club striker that we have no chance of signing? We've got our own striker the same age. And everything we've said about um Parrot there, yes, he is young, but let's not let's not forget he's not on a young person's wages. He's got he's on around 10 grand a week at Spurs, I believe. Now, George Alexander, who's the same... Uh, he's com- the thing is, it's not even... Do you know what? I used to compare George to Troy Parrot. It's They're completely different type players. So it's not even worth worth mentioning them. But if we send Parrot back, that's going to free up some wages for someone else. You know what I mean? And he's not on... He's not on. A, yes, he's 18, but he's not on a young person's wages. He's eating up a lot of our resources. I think... I agree with I've seen someone put in the comments. Once Parrot gets his first goal, he'll do a Morrison score low. I've always said that. Like I think he's a confidence player. I think, right, once he gets one goal, you, you'll see a hell of a lot more of him. And remember the likes of Gary Alexander when we had him? Like, he went so long without a goal. I'll never forget it. And then I think we played Brighton at home on Boxing Day. And he yeah. scored the hat-trick, yeah. And then it all went from there. Same with Morrison. He, he didn't score for ages when we first signed him. Once he got that first goal, grew in confidence. He went on from there. And I do believe, listen, I, I, I understand the whole thing, like, why do you want to help develop another player? But would we say that about like when we had Harry Kane in? I'm not saying he's going to be the next Harry Kane, but I, I just think if he scored one goal, he would go on. And, yeah. and thing is, like Danny said, though, we're in free for at the minute and yeah. we can't be hanging around waiting for him to score that fucking one yeah. goal. And we, we can't score two in a game. None of us are scoring at the minute. So what, what's the answer? But yeah. I, I know what you're saying about Parrot. If he scores one, he'll go on a run, but he's not even looking like scoring one. He needs to get in the box. That's because we ain't creating the chances. How many of it's us? Not just that. It's not just that. It's because he's sitting on the halfway line. Yeah, he's got to get in the box. Simple as, simple as I said, he, but, he wants to keep his but tips. Let, let, keep, keep this this may sound stupid. This may sound stupid, right? But if we'd have taken, let's swap the names around and say we'd have taken George Alexander on loan from Tottenham and Parrot was in our youth and, and he was playing the way he is now. If you see what I'm saying, like if George Alexander was on the pitch and playing like Troy Parrott was playing, we wouldn't give him a second chance. But because he's come from Tottenham, right, we yeah. think, oh, it, we think, oh, it's going to come because he's but from Tottenham. Mm. But because because George Alexander plays for Millwall's under 23s, he's not good enough. But I'm sorry, if you watch Troy Parrott, he's not looked good enough, and he's had the chance to prove himself. But because he's from Tottenham, we give him that little bit of leeway to say, oh, he could do it. Players living off a reputation, yeah. mate. They ain't even actually got yet. <laughs> madness, madness. Tommy's that with your comments, Dan. You're flying today, Dan, in the comments. Everyone's loving it. Um, yeah, I just can't see it, boys. Let's just talk finally before we wrap it up because I don't want to keep you all all night. 
I wasn't going to discuss this today because I don't want to be too negative, but potential managerial replacements, if the inevitable, in my opinion, when it does happen. Who is there out there? I hate this. I hate Anyhow. this. No one will want it. No one who's going to want it. There'll be loads of people that will want it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Can we get Eddie Howe? Well, I don't think he's out of our bracket. What do you boys think? I think I think it'd be an interesting one because he seemed to do really well with Bournemouth, go to Burnley, didn't quite happen. And then um, Sean Dyche comes in, gets that Burnley team up within a year and a half. Uh, you know, sometimes some players, some people just suit certain clubs. Uh, you do question whether he can then come and do it at Millwall and do it somewhere else. Um, is he the best available? Quite possibly in our, in our wage bracket now. Um, it's difficult. I, I can't see them getting rid of uh, Rao. If they're going to give him three million to buy a prime Malumbi, they're looking at long term, aren't they? So we've we've Eddie Howard, a Burnley side. That was a Burnley side that were expected to go up, weren't it? With big players in it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with the Bournemouth side, it wasn't. It was more like a Millwall side. Yeah, that was in League One when he took over. Yeah, and I, playing, I think he. Football. Are we going to are we going to be all right with that? Pardon? <laughs> he gone playing uh, pretty football. Are we going to be all right yeah. with that? He, he got on winning games. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he suited, the, he suited that, and I, I think it is a risk. But I think you got to take. I like to take risks in um, the summer because if it don't work, you can cut your losses and go with tried and tested. And I'd, I'd, I'd give him a bit more time. I'd give out a bit more time. I don't row out, row out. But I would if if he if he don't get the results in the next few games, I think for Mill Football Club, we have to change. And for me personally, I'd put it may sound silly, but I'd put Pierce. And Williams in charge with with Barrett again. Let them see it through to the end of the season. They know what the club is. They know what it's like to be Mill, play for Millwall. The likes of Thompson will come back in the team. You'll probably see the likes of Fergie come back in the team. Millwall type yep. players. Hopefully yep. keep us up. Yeah, and then get someone in the summer. That money you was going to give to Rower, hold it back. Now just keep us in the division. Hold the money back. Don't spend too much. And we 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 start again in next summer and rebuild again. Was, that's that's what he, I would if he, do. If he was five or ten years younger, I'd go for Mick McCarthy. But when you look at it being his last job, I mean, last job before he's six foot under, isn't it? Hmm. Colin, by the way, mate. Colin, there's another donation there from Colin Moon. Thanks so much, mate, for your donations. See what I'm going to do, boys. I'm going to save this money, and we could get a little curry out of this. I think. Hmm. <laughs> so we'll go for a nice ruby if we're ever allowed to leave the house again. Um, yeah. Yeah, someone else just said, I want to, oh, that's I'll put it on the screen now. So if you see comments pop up on the screen, boys, it's because I'm going to lose them in the other comments. I want to discuss this one. So it says, it's the players, not the manager. It's I, a don't, bit I personally don't agree with that. Cop I think, out that, isn't it? Well, look, he had them yeah, playing before. So, And I don't think they're not trying the players. I just don't think mm. they got... I just don't... I've said this before at times with Harris. It begs the question what they do in training all week because mm. I just don't know if they've got any ideas going forward. Now, they look like they got... They look like they're prepared to try they look like a happy group, like a group in a bunch when you see them. They're always smiling. And I know they get on well. I know they've got a tight group. So I don't think it is the players not wanting to play for the manager. Well, I just about Dave, you said it's about a completely Davison void of any ideas. You said about Davison earlier. I mean, you said like he G's the players up and he gets them as a group. I mean, how much was he um, interfering with the co coaching as well? You mm. know, is it just he was just a much better coach than, say, Adam Barrett is? Joe, what about this? Where do you stand on this? Tim Cale going to Fleetwood. Obviously, would we welcome back Cale? We know it does work for us, ex-players coming back and learning on the job as Neil Harris did. You know, would you would you be interested in taking a Steve Morrison or a, a Tim Cale? Or uh, oh, Stephen Reed is another name, Joe, that I've been seeing thrown about? 
Yeah, I've always said about Tim Cale. Now, um, personally, I don't really like discussing a managerial replacement when we've got a, a full-time manager still in charge. Yeah. I've discussed that um, if he was to ever get sacked. I, 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 I want him out, but I, I, so I wasn't really going to discuss this. I don't want to be too... Yeah. I, um, I, do, I do know that the best thing for the football club is not to get rid of the manager, have to pay him off, start chopping and changing. The best ideal for us is for it to work under Rowett, Joe, but I just think... yeah. I don't but think the, it's safe, unfortunately. The, the Tim Cahill comment, I think it, it, it's great if he gets a Fleetwood job. I think it's a, it's a good level for him to start at. And, um, yeah, I, I'd love to um, see him as a future manager of our club, but, but not quite yet. But as I say, I think Fleetwood would be the, would be the perfect sort of job for him to, to start at and get a bit of experience. And who knows, maybe a few years down the line. But, um I just think while we've got the manager in charge, I think we've just got to get behind him, stick by him, see what he does in this transfer window. And then... Um, do you think Do you think John Berylson, it's just something that's popped into my head, do you think John Berylson is thinking, oh, fuck me, am I going to give this guy three million pounds to spend and he could be gone within a month? Is it, is it, 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 it give Harris that, isn't he? And, and he, he didn't, yeah, but he gave, gave Harris, he gave Harris money because he knew Harris was staying. You know, because it was going well under Harris, and you got to think. I think the the, the chairman yeah, could be the lead table. Yeah. If I give him this to spend, he buys a player, and then and then I have to sack him. I'd rather keep that money, like Danny said, keep that money back for the summer. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah, it, it's a point. I think we're, we're going to have to spend money in in this transfer window because something does have to change. So I think Berylson's got. Um, I don't think he's got much of a choice, to be honest, other than to go for it this window. Hmm. Dan, what do you reckon the Cardi brothers? Danny, your man, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd take them. I know they, they struggled at Huddersfield, but they've done a good job, I think, with, Link, with Lincoln. and I, I, would, I would take them. My first choice would be Eddie Howe, but I would take, I'd take the Cardi brothers. Back to the comment earlier that was made by someone on here about it's the players. You can blame the players to a certain extent, but who yeah. puts the players on the pitch? The mm. the blame's always going to fall to the manager's door. When you've got someone like Ben Thompson sitting on a bench and not getting minutes, you can't then sit there and say it's down to the players. Yeah, exactly. Paul, Paul Warsaw says players are only carrying out the manager's tactics and instructions. And I think it's a massive thing, right, is that it worked. These people saying he hasn't got the players. He picked up where Harris left off and he completely rejuvenated those players. He changed the tactics. He changed the formation and it worked, didn't it? That three centre-arse with the two wide men. I remember, as you say to you, boy, it seems like it's a formation I've never seen and we've got people all over the areas of the pitch. And I don't think opposition can work out where the fuck, hang on, I'm, I'm here, I'm marking him. And there's another geezer there. And it worked. But now it's not working. I think he's completely, I don't think he knows what to do with it anymore. We've got to figure it out, wouldn't it? At first, it was all sort of new for us and no one had sort of knew what we was doing. But now, like, which is very predictable. Like, in, in every game, I find the way we play as well. That, that is one of the main things. We're too predictable. Everyone knows how we're going to set up every time. We're, we're playing the sideways passes in the midfield. And, yeah. I think it was confidence as well, to a certain extent. Because, I mean, when we done that run... Ash seen, Pitchley, sorry, mate. Ash, thanks yeah. for your donation, mate. Yeah. Very much like, appreciated. Uh, people like Cooper and Hutchison making runs down, down the wing. To, to get involved with yeah, our, yeah, our fullbacks, so that was all confidence. Now they're all just sit at home and it incites pressure. You know, Cooper scored away against Cholton. Yeah, he was in the, he was in their box. Down on the left wing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, but that, that's the bit that that's a bit of. The... 
something there, Dan. That's that's a bit that's a bit of a difference though, isn't it? With um, I think when you find with managers, when managers come in, nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten, it's fresh. The players love a change, and you go on a run. And this is why a lot of a lot of teams do it. When you see teams are going to get threatened of getting dropped out of prem, they'll change their manager because they hope that they'll get on that little run. But that's the difference between a very good manager and an average manager. If you come in and you continue that, you keep it fresh. You keep the it's players ticking over. Misses, you you keep them interested. You get a new missus, you do your barnet, you take your out places, and then within six months, you're both sitting in with air all over the place. Mm-hmm. In one place. It's a little bit like that. You've got to keep it fresh. Yeah. You've got to keep the yeah. magic alive. And, and that's the, I think that's the difference between your top managers and your average managers. You know, it's just, you know, as I say, again, going back to it, Callum Davison is, is for me, is, is a massive loss and, and it's not just a loss on the team I think Rowett suffered massively from it combined with the Covid thing you know if they were stuck obviously I think they were staying somewhere together and if he's, he's there now on his own it, it, it must be well, I mean we're all struggling lockdown as well you know and he's yeah. had you know he's had potentially as I say before his right hand man taken away from him potentially you know one of his closest allies and, and he's just gone yeah so where, where's Rowett getting his motivation from now because yeah. you know, he's got to get motivated as well not just the players I mean, we're all struggling. We're all we're all struggling this lockdown now, and we're all at home with our families, and we're struggling. He's in some hotel or whatever somewhere every night. It's it's got to be difficult. I mean, you know. Yeah, let's remember that. Like, he's not he's not living here, is he? He's only he's only he's in digs down here. Obviously, not yeah. digs. It's gonna be a nice swanky apartment. But like he's you said, a human. He's a human yeah. as well, not Gary yeah. Robot. Again, Gary I would say Gary with the players, we say with the players like a computer game. It's exactly the same with the manager. I think going back to the Cowley brothers, if we're going to get them in, get them in now where there's no crowd because people get a whiff that he's a, they're West Ham supporters. It'll go like low mass. If you don't have a, slow, a quick start in front of the fans, they'll turn very quickly in the ground. Where there's no crowd at the moment, get them in. I think. That, I, mm. I don't know if it's a, an important point, but it could be because low mass, it turns so quick where we didn't have a quick start. With no crowd. Colin says, know. don't give him too many excuses. I, although I want him out, I, I can I can sympathise with him. I do understand, as I said, you know, you can sympathise with him. He hasn't had any luck whatsoever, has he? He got COVID himself. He lost his right-hand man. Brought a striker in who then got injured. So he brought another striker in who then got injured. But um, he has been unlucky. But ultimately, we cannot, you know, and I, I do respect the fans for this. Like talking about Gary Rowett as if he's a fucking middle season ticket holder who's lived in Bermondsey for 60 years. He's, he's, it's just a job to him. And if he loses this one, which he will eventually, or he'll leave, he'll get another one. It's not, we can't be emotionally invested with Gary Rowett, the man, can we? You've got, you've got to flip the coin on, on the other side and think that if we were going well, right, if we were going really well and a big club coming for Rowett, would he show the same loyalty that our fans are now showing him? Never. Spot on, mate. Never. That's football. As I say, but you say about, oh, he's unlucky, but it's a results business. Don't forget West Ham. Uh, Moyes was out with COVID and uh, I think they won every game when he weren't there. So, well, was we, was we sympathising with Moyes or poor Moyes? Like, look, he's got COVID, blah, 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 his football team. They just get on with it. They're professionals at the end of the day. There's a plan in place. I know it's difficult, but everyone's going through this. Everyone's had games off. Everyone's suffering. Um, so, it's just a results business and something's not right. No. No, something is. Look, there's people talking about Paul Cook in the comments as well. Steve Lees agrees with Dan. He says, yeah, um, he'd no, he'd be off. You're spot on, Dan. Yeah, spot on, mate. Uncle Albert's... <laughs> Walk through and through. Well done, Uncle Albert. 
So these are because I know, I know, you know, you, you all speak very well, but Danny's more of a one. You do your pre match, I don't see a lot of you, Dan. So the show like this, because I know how good you are, is perfect for you. Do you know what I mean? It's been enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I've been an hour and 43 minutes long. Um, I don't know if we want to wrap it there, or does um, anyone have any final thoughts, final say on what we're going to do and how we're going to do it? I think, personally, I think I think Riot stays. I think if Felson's going to give him three million, it's a long-term thing. He's not thinking of getting rid of him straight away. I think it is a results business, though. So if I think if we don't win out of this one, not one out of this six, then then it's going to be difficult to, to fend having his job. I don't like changing managers halfway through a season, but I think that the, there's a clear long-term plan in place between the chairman and the ma- manager. He wouldn't give him three million to throw about. Joe, I think I think he's. Um... Exactly what Lee said. I, I think he, he's staying for now. He wouldn't throw that money about from Lumbi um, if if he was going to sack him, would he? But um, for now, me personally, I still get behind him. Um, and yes, we will stay up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but these next, not just six games. I'd say these next three games are, are very pivotal now, and um, we need to pick up some points in these and. Let's see where we are in three games time. I think we'll win at least one out of the next three. So um, we'll, we'll see where that takes us after then. Dan? Uh, I've given a few more games, but for me, it's Millwall first row at second. So the club comes before anything and anyone. So Exactly. exactly that. And that's, 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 that's only my thinking in saying what I was saying. People say, you're doing it for views. No, we've got 14,000 subscribers. It doesn't work like that. And my, my views ad revenue is shocking. You wouldn't even, it's not even worth talking about. So, And I didn't think that would kick up as much of a fuss as it did because I thought the results spoke for himself. So you're spot on, Dan. It's club first and Rowett second. Players, managers, uh-huh. chairman, they come and go. Staff. When, when he came in, I was under the same impression that we were lucky to have him for some reason. But really, he's not done much as a manager. But the name Gary Rout coming in, I was happy when we got him. I was surprised when we got him. I but... think the only the only club that he's ever left to improve was from Burton, and from there I think he's he's always had a really good impact first year, year and a half. And when he's had to adapt, I'm not sure he's he knows how to adapt because every every sort of he goes up. Uh, I think Stokey didn't quite work, but that weren't working for a lot of managers at the time. But he goes up, and he just don't know how to keep pushing up or even staying on the plateau. It just seems to. When he needs you think to adjust, he's a bit of a, like a, a, a steady ship sort of man, Lee. Yeah, he just don't know how to change, change and adapt. It just seems that every every uh, club that he's gone at with a bit of ambition, Birmingham derby, you know, it's just he's gotten to a certain level and then not been able to kick on. Uh, question there on the screen: Has he got the Harris problem? He won't drop his mates. It does seem he's got. Listen, he, I think he's got first names on the team sheet. Yes, but I think I, I think it's because he believes in those players. You know, he's obviously worked with them before. And I'll be honest: when Woods comes to the club and Bennett comes to the club, I'm like, yeah, this is a better bracket of player we can usually get. However, they're they're players. By the way, if we was top of the table, we'd all be raving about Woods and Bennett because they'd be flying. They're confidence players. They're luxury players, but players. they're not the sort of players you want at this end of the table in a fucking situation where we're in having a battle. Perfect example. Woods would look brilliant playing for Brentford right now, but not yeah. for us. Well, and I think I think after the Luton game, we were fourth, weren't we? And everyone was saying, "Now we're, we're lucky to keep Woods if if someone else comes in for him at the end of the year. He's levels above us." And and now it's like, well, what's he doing in the side? He's, he's useless. Get rid of him. So it does turn quite quickly. Um, 
uh, whatever that that is, confidence. I think he's. I think positionally, he's dropped five yards. Um, I think he's taking silly risks now, trying to prove a point. Maybe I don't know, but it's just not working for the lad, and he just seems to persevere with him. Again, he wants to play a ball ball type of player and keep keep uh, retaining possession. And we've moaned about not doing it over the years. So, how'd you, how'd you get away with it? You know what I mean? I don't know, but he, he does seem to seem to do that again. Don't forget. Few months ago, raving. He's too good mm. for us now. Get rid of him. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, Jim Cracko Sixpence says something that's very simple but very true in my opinion. Keeping Zahor keep us up. And then a bit of a long one from Joe, but I like Joe. He knows his football. He said to go from hoofball to counter-attacking football, there was always going to be this downtime where the performances ain't well beaten. There needs to be time for him to build a Gary Rowett team. One, do you think he's going to have the funds to build a Gary Rowett team? That's the only problem I've got with that. What is a Gary Rowett team? That's a fucking very good point, Lee, because a Gary Rowett team that I really know was a Derby team with Tom Huddleston, with the geezer who done his leg in the crash, I can't think of his name, the skipper, yeah. David yeah. Nugent, you know, a lot of experience, older heads. Do you know what I mean? And then when he did go to Stoke and he tried to buy and invest, it didn't really work out for him, did it? But, you know, some say Stoke was a poison chalice, but yeah. I agree with that comment. Bang on. I think, listen, what have we, we've had him ch- just over a year now. Um, obviously, he wants to get players in. And listen, with, with the way things are financially at the minute, the whole um, COVID thing, may, maybe he hasn't he hasn't been able to get the sort of players in he wants for whatever reason. But I just think he, 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 needs, he does need a little bit more time to... to build his team and um, I'd make that comment uh, you should put up bang on to them. But this is again, this is not not too dissimilar side to what was flying the last year. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my biggest but, argument, Lee. That's my biggest again, argument. Yeah. He ain't gonna build he ain't gonna build he's had he's been he's been there long enough now, right? And I know he hasn't spent a lot of money and been given a lot of money. But again going back to the point, he's not gonna build his team this January. He's not gonna have enough money, we're not gonna have enough players. Yeah. I know that, yeah. So what happens if we wait to allow him to build next summer, but we're in League One? We won't be in League One next summer. I know we won't. I know we won't. But the form at the moment we're, we're in, yeah, we're Richard, in that yeah. way. This is why that, that, that cannot happen to this football club. And this is another comment that I don't like. This is another comment that I, that I don't like. Not you commentary or I don't. Uh, that's not the. Do you know Benjamin Bloom actually said that to me? That's not the attitude to take. I don't think you can't rely on someone else. I mean, oh well, I can't. You know. I'm a fat bastard and I can't run, but I'd, I'd beat a geezer in a race in a wheelchair. It's not really the answer, is it? Do you know what I mean? You've got... Co- Coventry are a poorer side than us in this league and they played us off the pitch last week. Mm. Oh, mate, they fucking buried us as well, didn't they? I think they've got some energetic players and when they play, they can play pretty well. That was my tip to actually win the League One last year. You're a young, fresh, energetic side. And when it works for them, being my prediction, I said it works well for them. But you've got to get in amongst them and stop them playing and having that freedom on the ball, getting their face. And we didn't do that. And I think we we just they just grew into the game and just tore us a new one, didn't they, really? Mm. I think mm. I think that going back to the question, what happens if uh, like in the summer, I think that's going to be a conversation between Rowett and Belson. And Rowett's really got to convince Belson that he's the man moving forward. And they say, look, this is where we're going to be in a year. Watch me do it. But he's really going to have to sell. I think he's going to have to resell himself to the club. It's a really, it's, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think it's a really, really difficult time and situation that the, the club, not only the club are in, but the chairman, like you say, Lee, that's what I said in previous videos that I'd said. 
he's got to find a way to keep his job. That's by going back to playing a Millwall-type way, which he did, and now he's sort of brought Woods back in as soon as he's fit again, the little ginger fucking midget. Anyway, <laughs> and then he's got, to, he's got to say to the to the chairman, look, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is what I need to do. You've got to back, back me and bear with me until this point. The transfer winner's opened. Help. That's helped him massively. If the transfer winner hadn't just opened, would you be thinking route out now? Or do you want to get... He's got a little bit more leeway there because the transfer winner is now open, hasn't he? As I say, I want to I want to give him more time. But if you don't get the results in the next few fixtures, I think we've then really seriously got to start thinking about it. I think that, that COVID, COVID does locked us a bit because it stopped us from maybe making that choice early doors so that we do have a January window and say, right, we've got to cut our losses now. Those two games that have been rearranged, it's now, do you sack him with one week left of the January window? Mm. I, I think could you, talking about COVID, could you imagine our current home form that it is, if we were allowed in the ground, what it would be like now? See, I don't think our home form would be any different either. I don't that, f- that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it'd still be just as bad, but yeah. we would definitely be on their backs right now without a shadow of a doubt. We would oh, not yeah. be accepting it. Yeah. And, he, and he's got away with that. As much as we made excuses for COVID helping him out, he's got away with the crowd not being there. Because if our he former still at home's way is now, there'd be held he down has. now. It's distanced us as a fan base a little bit from what's actually going on in reality. Mm. So you're right, Dan. It, it, people would be spitting fucking feathers, wouldn't that, they? That Coventry performance, that Coventry performance, I don't think there's many Millwall fans that would, would have stood for that in the ground without making themselves heard. I said or, to the old man, yeah, if there's a crowd involved, we'd have a lot more red cards playing like that because I think it would just incite our players to start kicking out because they'll they'll feed off the negativity. Of the I just think certain players, like you know, certain little niggles and that, I just think we would have a lot more red cards. That's that's. My I want, uh, to be fair, I wouldn't mind that at the moment. Someone to go straight through one to the other. So we needed that against Coventry. Maybe not a red card, but someone to put their fucking foot in. Yeah, that's what it needed. It needed a tackle. It, someone said it needed it a Ben Thompson. Out ben Thompson. Yeah, someone mm. someone just said it in the comments and they're spot on. We just needed someone to go. I'm not fucking having this. Yes, Michael Heisman said it there. Look, mm-hmm. but um, this is an interesting one. We're talking about route replacements and should we get rid of him? Colin Moon says if he wants to stay. I mean, a few people are saying that he doesn't look like. And do you think he might be thinking that himself? He won't. My job. I think he just resigned then rather than get sacked. It looks better on your fucking CV, didn't it? But do you think hasn't cracked up to be what he thought he was going to be down and see his best mates gone? Do you think he might be thinking, I don't really want to be here anymore? And that's having an effect on the players or not, Joe? Nah, he wouldn't be bringing bringing like players he knows if he doesn't see it as like um, if he wants to go. You know what I mean? I just think um, we need to bring a couple of players in this window. See who he brings in. Like, I wonder if he'll go back to some of his former clubs, which he's done before, and um, bring in some of his uh his favourites or whether he, he tries something different. Um, but I, I, I don't really think he, he wants that. As you say, if he if he really wanted out of somewhere, he'd resign himself because obviously it looks better for him. Uh, this is an interesting one, right? Joe said, if we get mid-table finish this season, I feel like it's job done. Now, if we finished, what's it, 20, 24? So if we finished 20th in the division this season, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Any season, us finishing in the we want to be we want to try and push on for better things. Well, some of us do. I would I would happily just be in this an established championship side, and have a decent the occasional decent cup run. Now, the problem I've got isn't with our current league position. It's 
I can see it only getting worse. So if we finish 17th in the in division, I won't have a problem with that. The season had gone like that, gone like that, gone like that. But at the minute, the season went like that and it's fucking dropping like a stone and I don't think it's saveable. So I've not got an issue with finishing 17th. It's just, at the minute, I can't see a way out of this rut. I um, I would take anything. I would take anything yeah. other than going down right now this season. But that's only because of the situation we're in now. Rewind to the beginning of the season. This is the weakest championship in yeah. years. This is a championship. I personally thought we had a very good chance of getting out of this season via, via the playoffs. Now, yeah. I'd be happy to finish mid-table and stay up. Mm. But when you look in, the, in the comments, you said I was, I was expecting playoffs. Yeah, you look at this championship this year, I personally think it's the weakest it's been in years and it's the weakest it's mm. going to be for a while. And this was our perfect opportunity. Mm. Now, yeah. We were now, in the group chat, didn't we? Yeah. That's not, the actual, that's not the actual Steve Morrison. By the way, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've said it in a few videos. It's the most open uh, championship for years because all of the scary teams have gone up or got weaker, and there's no one in that side in that team. Or, sorry, in that league when we were playing well, you thought, oh, they could beat us. And my my, my videos and predictions is always like, we can win this, we can win this, we can win this, we can win this. Mm. And it was the most open. It was there for the taking, I think. And well, look, Reading were top. Yeah, yeah Reading yeah. were top. Luton were third. Yeah, I, I think Barnsley are Barnsley are right near on at the playoffs. Barnsley are nearly in the playoffs at the moment, or they might be we, in now. When we yeah, played them in the true run all, we were in the playoffs, maybe or just around the playoffs, and they were near at the bottom. So since then, you know, we've been inconsistent. And I think it's, it's the type of league where if you get consistency, you move accordingly, whether that's up or down. And consistently, we're losing or, or drawing. We're not winning. If you start, le- start turning, t- turning a winning form into that, like you know, we go eleven games when we win seven of them and draw four. We'd be right back up there again, but at the moment you just can't see where a win's coming from. Mm. And that's no, hopefully where Zahor comes in. Yeah, mm. hopefully. Well, this is this is the thing as well. Moving, it takes us on to Steve Morrison's, not the real Steve Morrison. Comment as Big D, that's me by the way. Says we need some kick, bollock, and bite. The, a, a big issue I've got with us. I said I don't have a problem with us finish seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. The problem I've got is with Rowett as well. Is we can clearly see what's needed, and we can clearly see that for now. The players we need to get us on the right, go on, Chitty on the lagers, uh, on the right track is um is is that he's sitting there. Ben Thompson is sitting there. You know, even Shane Ferguson, these Millwall type players, and I've, I don't really rate Shane Ferguson. I don't really rate Ryan Leonard, but they're the sort of players we need to dig in and get us out of this shit. And I think we can all see that. We're all saying that, and Rowett's got the players sitting there. And I'm saying you're not going to win the league with and get promoted with Leonard, Thompson, Ferguson, but they're going to change something and give us a little bit more of what we need right now, but he won't do it. And that's that's a big problem I've got with him. It's just the stubbornness of it all. Do you know what I mean? Or if it's not stubbornness, he can't see it, which is even more worrying. Go on, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've said it time and time again. I do think he does have that stubborn side to him because we can all see what the uh, main main issue is. But... um, he just don't seem to do anything about it. Oh. I'll tell you what, though. If he keeps with the system and then he turns it around, we're all sitting there and think he's a genius. He stuck with it. He was stubborn. We're going to run and win seven out of ten. and be like, look, he stuck with it and, and, he, and he's turned it around. Football's a funny old game. There's a whore coming back and I could turn our season around. You know, let's try and... I, I hate to be negative... Let's try and be positive and say, you know, Sahor comes in the side, he sticks with his usual, what he normally does, his formation that we go with. Um, and maybe we turn our season around. And as we just said, 
we can get seven wins out of 11, we're back in with a chance. Mate, we ain't getting seven wins for the rest of the season, let alone fucking 11. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think, there's, again, it's, we, we need that type of player that's going to put a shift in and, and do a bit. But we also need a bit of craft because we could have all these players kicking everyone up, up in the air and still not making chances. And then we'll be sitting again, nil, nil, nil again. Lovely. You know, mm. uh, so we've got, you've got to find that balance of, of having a bit, a bit of grit and a bit of craft. <laughs> Sorry, someone's coming with a good comment which we'll end on. Um, wonder what Husky are making of this and then Sparky's put frothy chocolate that's what they're making of <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> this is moving on and say we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up we'll finish on this one because it's not something we've discussed and it's a good point so we've, t- we've spoken about the players not doing it we've spoken about the manager and then we've spoken about Berylson but of course this out, uh, outside influence of the, the, the people that could possibly take us to that next level is Husky Chocolate. And as Michael says, I wonder what Husky are making of this other than just frothy chocolate. This situation, I think he means Sparky, but I like that one, mate. Well done. What do you think, right, boys? My, my Husky. argument, is, my argument is, if they're that serious, why haven't they bid for the club yet? I, 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 well, I'm not allowed to speak out of turn, but I believe there's, there's been inquiries. Right, but this is, I mean, if... If they're that that serious, I mean, money talks, doesn't it? Put mm. some wedge down, show show it, you know. And mm. you know, uh, who's to say that they haven't fronted some of that money for the uh, Malumbi bid? Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I think that, three million, that, that, that three million is not something we would Where normally we do. Nah. We We've got a good accounting if that's the case. Where we found. <laughs> We have got a good account because we never ever know how much we sold a player for, bought a player for, how long a player's contract is. It's always undisclosed, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's always it's normally record signing undisclosed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boys, well listen, this has been absolutely brilliant. I've loved having you on, but it's been over two hours. I don't want to keep you all, but really good boys. Really enjoyed that. Nice one. Thanks for coming on. Thanks no everyone. Um, boys, you stay on. I'll cut the stream and then we'll have a chat after. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Right, everyone, thanks for watching. Um, we're back tomorrow for a live stream. If you'd like to see a bit like this format with the boys watching me, like us all watching a game together, let us know because it's a possibility. This will also go out, by the way, as a podcast. I'm going to break that up tonight, so I should get out tonight as well. This is going to be a new um, new show that we're going to keep doing weekly. Um, really good. Thanks, boys, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Please subscribe right. to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions. 